0: Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
4: Oh, good morning. Welcome in. We Mike D. Mike Dettillier, WWL Radio TV New Orleans. Mike D. joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. This interview is brought to you by the super cool video walls and sound systems powered by sound and communications soundcomav.com located in pearl mississippi soundcomav.com mike d on espn 1059 the zone all right mike, mike d do you sunday are you are you doing some radio or tv hits or is mike d just relaxing and watching the game
1: Early on, I have uh, both television and radio to do, but then uh, um, got a few people over at the house, and so I'll be watching the game then.
4: Okay. All right. Um, Do you know what's on the menu yet? No, not really. Um,
1: That's a little out of my um, territory. (laughs) You let let other people deal
4: with the menu. (laughs) 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 So, um, are you rooting for anybody, or are you just rooting for a good game? No, I picked Kansas City back in
1: uh, – actually, I picked the Chiefs and 49ers to get there uh, back in the summer, and I picked the Chiefs to win it all. So, uh, I'm not going to go against Mahomes in that defense uh, of Kansas City. So, I I picked the Chiefs, and uh, I'll ride it all the way through. Got me all this far.
4: I love it. Mike D on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Uh, the man does many, many radio and TV hits throughout the week, but he is going to get to the house and enjoy the Super Bowl on Sunday afternoon. All right, Steve Spagnola. I know we hit him a little bit. We talked about him a little bit last week. He spent a year in New Orleans. Um, many people believe he was the architect of that first Super Bowl with the Giants and Coughlin um, and Strahan in 2007. Um, so the, he's he's got three Lombardis, and this could be four. I think I have that right. If they win on Sunday, where does Spags rank for you as far as defensive coordinators in the postseason, Mike D?
1: Um, no, I wouldn't put him at the top, but I think he has done, in today's world, a, a fantastic job of getting young talent because when you look at that Chiefs team, it is a very young defensive team. They're almost across the board of getting them to play as a unit. And that is difficult today. Most teams defensively have a big scattering of free agents, veteran guys on a team. That's not the case uh, in Kansas City. The majority of those guys were all draft picks, and he's been able to make it work. Uh, you know, when he was here, he had a deal about surrounding himself with really good assistant coaches. Now, he didn't bring in his own guys when he came to New Orleans, but he has been able to bring in sort of his people uh, with the Chiefs. And, uh, man, he's he's made it work. Uh, he's got a real sharp mind, it did not work here. And a lot of people say, well, why not? You know, just sometimes I think all of us, you know, to a certain extent one time or another have been involved with someone or a job that doesn't quite fit you well. It doesn't work out. And I think that happened here uh, with the Saints. It did not work out. He did not connect well with the players and there are former players on the team that would have different stories about There was just never that connection uh between the uh the coach and say the player. but it has worked tremendously well, and he surrounded himself with a really good staff getting Brandon uh daily to come from New England I thought was a big catch for him. Brandon was the defensive line coach. Uh, with uh, the New England Patriots and left after a couple Super Bowls to come there to Kansas City. He's now their run defense coordinator, linebackers coach. And uh, this will be uh, Daly's eighth Super Bowl appearance as a coach, either with the Patriots or with the Chiefs. Okay. So always tell us to Brandon when he comes here in the summer, He is one of uh, the counselors at the Louisiana Line Camp, Pete Jenkins uh, uh, Camp. (laughs) Man, I don't know how good of a coach you are, but I do know you can pick quarterbacks real well. (laughs) You go from Brady to Mahomes, (laughs) man. What? And you know he always gets a kick out of it. And he was like, "Okay, I'm getting to listen. You got to give me full credit on that." Uh, But uh, you know, I just think it's all worked and. Boy, they can keep that intact uh, on defense. And it's gonna be it's hard in today's world because of the finances. And you're gonna to have to come up with big time money for Chris Jones. And you got people like LaDarius Sneed that eventually you're gonna to have to pay a lot of cash to, that you could rebuild your offense through the draft if you hit right. And so that that that's a big part of it there. But, man, to get all those guys to play like they have, two years ago he, he had told me, I have no idea how good this team is uh, on defense. None. i got all these kids that were playing. And so this summer I asked him about it, and he said, Mike, we're going to be damn good on defense. And he wow. Said, I got he said, and I got Chris, too. And I was like, I get it. I said, you got to sign him. He said, well, it's a little bit out of, you know, my pay scale, but uh, he said, you know, as long as we got Chris and, and all those guys that we draft, we're, we're going to do a really good job. And uh, it's it's really worked for them. And really defensively, uh, that's what's carried this team for a big part of the season. As great as Mahomes is, uh, they didn't look right on offense for a good portion of the season. And it was unusual to watch Travis Kelsey drop as many passes. And uh, Bob and I were talking about this last night that, you know, when you uh, have a veteran player, sometimes that happens. almost like if you're a great hitter and you get into a bit of a slump. Uh, It does happen. Uh, Maybe the focus is not there. You know, outside situations may be influencing it also. But the last couple weeks, man, you know, when you're talking about nine to ten catches in a half, and that's what Kelsey had.
3: That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. full work by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
4: Mike D. Mike Detillier, NFL insider, WWL radio TV New Orleans. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. This is ESPN 1059 The Zone. Mike D., you mentioned Chris Jones. And uh, we know all about him playing at Mississippi State from Houston, Mississippi. Yeah. Handicap where, where you are with him as far as uh, how much more he needs to do to make it to Canton and the Hall of Fame.
1: Well, um he is in the conversation as the best interior uh, defensive lineman in the NFL. He's as dominant a player uh, as there is in the game today inside his ability to play, to run his influence and the pressure part of the game. He gets a lot of pressure, not a ton of sacks, but he gets enough. But everybody's played against him. I'll tell you the same thing. He is so difficult to block and he had some work, um, you know, that he had to get better at when he came out of state. No one questioned his pass rush skills, it was his ability to play to run better because of the way he's built. He's a tall, cut guy. And so you giving up a lot of body to a offensive lineman. And, and so he learned how to play lower. And, man, he is powerful. He's quick. And he's on a trajectory to, to go to Canton, Ohio. There's no question in my mind. When you look at him today, now you got all these analytical nerds that, well, he doesn't do this as good as, man, I could care less. All I know is he's tough to block, you know. You can look at all those numbers all you want. His impact on the game is felt because you talk to guys that have got to play against him, they hate it because he's got now an array of moves and counter moves to what you're trying to do. He's a fantastic football player. Um, Man, for Kansas City to keep him, they're going to have to give him um, a lot of dead presidents printed on paper.
4: (laughs) Uh, It's still... uh, I cannot believe, Mike D., that Chris Jones was not drafted in the first round and slipped to the second round.
1: I think a lot of people questioned... And, okay, you got to look at it. The technical part of the game with him, he had always been bigger, faster, stronger. I had the conversation with him. He had always been that type athlete, that he overwhelmed you because of his size, his foot speed, his quickness, his power. He was not a great technician. He learned how to be a great technician. And so... I think a lot of people felt, well, he needs a lot of work to his game. He didn't need a lot of work. He needed some work, like everybody does coming out of college. Man, uh, that goes down as a big miss for NFL people. It goes down as a big miss. Um, I think he was 24 or 25 for me when he came out. I thought he'd end up in the back half of round one because of the fact that he was so gifted and you could tell he had all the tools. And I remember he probably was a sophomore, or maybe headed into his junior season. Uh, it was a camp. Uh, and Coach Oak told me, uh, Hey, you got to watch this boy, Chris Jones. You talk about a dude that can play. And, you know, okay. It didn't, <laughs> you know, you didn't need the, uh, the microscope to see just how good he was, how talented he was. And, you know, coming out of high school, he was as highly recruited as a defensive lineman as they had in the state of Mississippi um, in that sort of time frame, He could have went anywhere. Uh, he was that good. But, again, the technical part of the game, <clears throat> a lot of scouts question. And, man, um, you know, they got to make an excuse for missing. Okay that and we all miss on players everybody uh, I don't if you've done this for long enough you don't hit uh, on on everything but Chris was a guy because physically bo there wasn't anything he didn't have that you wanted as a defensive lineman he 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 was the complete package other than from a technique standpoint he needed some work he needed to learn how to play with a lower base because he was getting blocked by Lyman and taken out of plays he shouldn't have been taken out at. But that, he learned how to play with a little bit lower. Uh, and when you're a big guy in the middle like what he is and you give up so much body, um, you know, figure figured out how to get under your pads and get around and, and can I maneuver you. Uh, because nobody was going to beat him physically. So you had to out-technique him. And Mark Schlerer tells me this. And we have him on weekly. And he was like, you know what's the crazy thing about offensive linemen? He said, Mike, you know it as well as I do. Every time I put my hand in the dirt and I look across, that defensive lineman has more athletic skills than I do. And he said, "I, I probably that's the case but 95% of offensive linemen in the NFL. Every week when they go up against somebody, that guy they're going up against is more athletic than they are. So you got to figure out a way to block them. Now, with Chris, (laughs) he figured out a way for them guys not to block him.
4: Mike Dettelier talking Super Bowl on the Out of Bounds show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. He picked the uh, 49ers and Chiefs last summer, and he picked the Chiefs to win the game. He's sticking with it. Mahomes and Chris Jones and Kelsey, among others, that'll be their third Lombardi trophy. Man, where does this put Andy Reid if they're able to uh, knock down this W in Las Vegas on Sunday? Mike D?
1: He's uh, close to Mount Everest. Uh, When you think about two franchises that he took over, and people kind of forget a little bit about what happened. You know, he took over that Philadelphia team, and they were they were pretty bad when he took over. And he got them NFC championships time after time, got them to a Super Bowl. They didn't win it. And uh, it wasn't good enough for the owner, and he had a bad year, and Lurie got rid of him. I don't think he was unemployed. I know two people on that staff that told me, He got released, and within two hours, he got offered the Chiefs job. That's how quick it was. Wow. You talk about jump from one job to the next. Andy had it, that they were that interested in him. And the one thing I give him full credit for, he's not the youngest guy in the world, and he looks like, you know, you're like your uncle. You know, yeah, because he's got that sort of personality. Uh, you know, he he loves to eat. He loves to tell stories, that sort of thing. he can connect with a younger generation far away from his age. Okay, when you're in your 60s and you can connect with 20-year-olds and get them to understand what to do, how to do it, there's a certain work ethic and pride you take in your game, and get him to play as a unit. And it's not all about one. It's it's about team. I give him full credit. He has been able to defy the odds in this world. When you have a head coach like that, in a professional level, to do it that way, he, fantastic. And he, he he's near Everest. He's near Mount Everest as far as that's concerned. He's always had a good staff around him. He's put a lot of pride in that mm-hmm. uh, part of the game of surrounding himself with good people. But, you know, he he's always the first one to take the blame. And he, he, credit, he gives it to somebody else. Doesn't need all that. They, his ego is not like Belichick that everything has got to be his way. Mm-hmm. He, the one thing he's gotten across and – We've had numerous assistants of his come down to our Louisiana line camp every year. And he said, you know, Andy has gotten it to the point of how well he works with scouting department management on personnel. A certain player or a certain type that he wants as a football player. And they work very well together. With Bill, he couldn't do that. We saw it once Brady left, you know, his offense was a shambles. He knew what to do defensively, but his draft selection process, which he wanted to control, Bill Belichick, the GM, got Bill Belichick, the head coach, fired, basically run out because, you know, there were certain things with him he didn't understand uh, about a younger generation and how to motivate them, and, and there there's different ways to do it. But I know one thing, when Sean was here, I asked him, I said, tell me the coach that's the toughest and to go against, and he didn't even hesitate, said, Andy Reid. Wow. He said, you know, and he said, tell you what, you give him um, a week to prepare for you, you're in trouble. And so the Saints had had difficulties for a while coming off the bye week. And Sean went to Andy and said, tell me what you're doing. And so they had a long conversation about it. And, I mean, Sean didn't even hesitate when I asked him, who was the toughest guy to go up against coaching-wise? And he, he said, no question, Andy Reid. And, and it was fast with the answer. So I assumed that uh, with him, you know, He had answered that before and knew exactly how tough it was to go against Reed.
3: 18
4: plus wow okay i'll take sean payton i mean he's one of the best coaches on the planet there you go mike detillier he's going with the uh kansas city chiefs um over the san francisco 49ers mike d uh have a great week enjoy the super bowl i know you got the parade next tuesday we'll catch up uh on the other side dive into some nfl draft if that sounds good
1: yeah, it's great. Uh, yeah, it's uh, Mardi Gras time, so uh, have a good time with it. Road rode Sunday and the Mad Hatters and um, beautiful weather after torrential rain uh, Saturday night, but had a great time. Got a couple more to go, and uh, hopefully the weather will hold up and all that stuff, and uh, hopefully it, it's, uh, it's a great Super Bowl to watch. It's been record numbers. I know. Uh, TV, TV radio-wise, and it goes to show you it's, it is the number one reality show on TV today. Pro
4: football. No doubt. No doubt. Thanks, Mike D. Be good. Thank you, brother. Mike Dettelier, have a great time. at Marty He joined us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Uh, lunch today is brought to you by Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue, now open in Dogwood. Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue, now open in Dogwood. So whether it's Jason's favorite, the Sonic Boom Burger, the comeback burger is quietly moving up. Mm-hmm. Um, you can make your own burger, and uh, of course, they've got other sandwiches and lunch specials. They're open for breakfast, burgers, blues, and barbecue. B three open in Dogwood, Flowwood, and we're live in the Bank Plus studio. Good show today. Chris Lamonas stopped by um, at eight thirty. He's I think cautiously optimistic after two rough years. And then Mike D talking Chris Jones and on his way to uh, possibly punching his ticket to Canton, Ohio and the pro football hall of fame. Out of those three, will two of the three make it Chris Jones, Jeffrey Simmons, Fletcher Cox. Ooh, Fletcher might already be in. I would think he's right there if he's not. Yeah. He's he's on the you know fringe there. Maybe in. Yeah, I'm still waiting on my man Jared Allen to get in. Uh Fletcher Cox has won a Super Bowl and has played in another. And basically on his back on the defense. So is Jared I, Allen not in? No, not yet. He just recently became eligible. Like two years ago. All right. Or so. Um I want to give a shout out to Spring Street Cigars and Startville. Oxford, two below Meridian, Kosciuszko, among other spots. All the Spring Street cigars have a place, what? A cigar lounge where you can smoke there. Great place. The one in Starbucks amazing. Two stories. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, two bars, all kinds of little places, and the wraparound balcony overlooking Main Street that you can, uh, you can smoke upstairs, downstairs. Great walk-in humidor. Spring Street cigars in... Um, startable and what else do we, i know what we want to do i want to make sure that people know and i want to cut out that first 10 12 however minutes however many minutes of the sec insider hit at 7 30 um where we debated and kind of discussed how it could look for mississippi state basketball without dj jeffries one of their starters best defender and and really good rebounder And what that means going forward and maybe what Jans could tinker with as far as lineups and, you know, what five could be out there for X amount of time that will be on Apple podcast or Spotify search out of bounds with bow Bounds, And the show is also driven by your next Nissan Pathfinder at Canon Nissan in Jackson and Nissan Rogue, which is the super cool crossover with insane gas mileage. Canon, nissan and jackson and the show is presented by mississippi sports medicine and orthopedic center mississippisportsmedicine.com have a great day we got uh, old miss in south carolina tonight at 5 30 and jason is going to smash this captain rodney's dish uh, yeah. that he made and i just love it i'm gonna have to get a quadruple helping for the super bowl on Sunday. We'll see what Jason makes for us tomorrow. Have a good day.
3: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring:
2: a laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh?
3: Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino.